Welcome to DLS Central. Thank you for listening. I really do appreciate all my listeners. And it's cool to see the audience um, analytics that, I mean, it's it's amazing. Folks are listening in different countries. So uh, for everybody that's listening, thank you. Let's get into the sports action. I mean, NFL, what can we say? Uh, it was another exciting week uh, before I get into the NFL. Uh, World Series is going on right now. Dodgers can clinch tonight. Uh, if they take care of business, they're up 2-1 to one on uh, Tampa in the top of the eighth right now. And uh, they're, they're, they have a 3-2 to two game uh, lead over uh, the, the Devil Rays. And so if it, it, they can make it 2-for-2 uh, two two this year uh, for L.A. In, in sports teams. So Lakers already uh, got a championship. And so the Dodgers, they can get one uh, today. If they just hold them for another uh, couple of innings, and so that that's exciting. If you're a LA Dodger fan, and and Tampa Bay's been in it, they they took a, a couple of games from the Dodgers that they should have won. So uh, Tampa's not out of the you know not uh, out of it by any means. It's it's anybody's World Series. These are two uh, two really um, good teams, and they seem to match up well. So. It's been it's been an exciting World Series, but on to the NFL action. So I think I did, I think I did a little bit better <laughs> this this past week uh, versus uh, the last week uh, where I just got I got killed in terms of picking teams. But I, I feel like I got this one right. Of course, we, we got to start with my Browns because they they're my Browns. I love them. Uh, unconditioned, they can be terrible. Uh, you know, zero and sixteen, which is which did happen, but you still love them, and I I know that they're. Uh, I'm glad that they're better, uh, that they're that they're getting better, and that they're not like uh, they used to be. And so they beat the Bengals in a back and forth grudge match. I mean, it was definitely an AOC North battle. Uh, both teams could not really stop each other. And so it, it wasn't the defensive, uh, like a defensive game. It was definitely offensive uh, for both teams to put up 37 uh, for Cleveland and then 34 for Cincinnati. That's good for both ball clubs because um, I think both teams uh, have a history of struggling. The Bengals, they, they've been known to put up points, but they just can't stop anybody. The Browns, They've always uh, had difficulty, uh, and especially when they became uh, when they were reborn as an expansion uh, team, uh, because the initial the original Browns uh, were changed to the Baltimore Ravens, and uh, so they took on a different persona. But the Browns that came back via expansion, they they haven't been the same team. It's been hard on them to score points, and so it's good to see them. Really putting up numbers and bunches uh, this year, especially. So they pulled out this game, thirty-seven to thirty-four. Baker, I mean, he started out rough, but then after the OBJ injury, um, he just he went on a tear, and um, he ended the day with uh, you know twenty-two for twenty-eight completions, five touchdowns, only one interception, two hundred ninety-seven yards passing. Uh, Kareem Hunt had a solid game. 
Uh, but Burrow was out there playing too. I mean, Joe Burrow for the Bengals. He, if they keep him healthy, if they protect him, if they make sure that he has weapons around him, Burrow is going to be a tough. He, he's he's going to be a tough competitor. It's going to be a tough out going against uh, Cincinnati with him at the helm because he can make plays. He he didn't have a terrible game by any means. He had more yards passing than Baker. He had 406, had three touchdowns in his own right. He had an interception too, but Burrow is 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 really tough and he's a he's a good quarterback. He's got good vision and he never feels like he's out of it it seems. So it was fun to watch. The the tough part was that OBJ went down um trying to to take down uh the the uh the person that intercepted uh, the ball from Baker early in the game and ends up tearing his ACL uh which is definitely what you don't want to hear uh from your starting quarterback that that's definitely not uh what you want what you want to uh to have happen and as soon as he went down you could tell that he was in pain, that he was hurt, um, and that it was a serious injury. Uh, with all the scrutiny that was going on with um, Odell the previous week where they just got stumped by the Steelers, um, Odell was, was frustrated and, and you know, and, and there was criticism on Baker uh, that he just, that he wasn't the quarterback for Cleveland. And so, and he comes back. He takes the criticism of having to, eat, you know, eat the pie that uh, the, all the analysts had, had uh, served up to him. And he came out and showed and proved. I mean, he and he still got to prove it against team the teams that matter. But that's the type of game that you want to see from him. Uh, that that's what you want him to do every game. You want him to come out with some with 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 that chip and use it in a positive way. You want him to don't don't crumble under the criticism, but make something happen. Like do be productive uh and and allow the criticism to work for you rather than against you. And so yeah, this was a back and forth game just when you thought the Browns were taking control, the Bengals was like, nope, this isn't over yet. And so and then eventually the Bengals took the lead late. I mean that that's what made it rough to to watch cuz it's like oh man here we go when they scored to make it 34 to 31 I was looking like you got to be kidding me how did they come back and find themselves in the position to win this one but there was a minute and 9 seconds on the clock and the Browns with Baker Mayfield marched right back down the field and scored a touchdown it didn't make the the extra point that that would make me mad, uh, but they they did enough to win the game. So <laughs> I'm happy for my Cleveland Browns. I'm heartbroken that OBJ got injured um, because he really is a spark plug for the offense. He provides uh, speed. He provides different looks uh, that that the defenses have to pay attention to. And so moving forward. The Browns, they're going to have to change up their scheme a little bit. They're going to have to change up uh, their their game plan and their play now. 
that uh, OBJ isn't going to be a part of the rotation, not just for the remainder of this year, but uh, with an ACL, um, we may or may not see him in 2021, depending on um, his recovery and his rehab. I mean, the the good news is with modern technology and rehabilitation and things of that nature, um, athletes have come back sooner, but um, the the prognosis is that you're probably not going to see him for the you know definitely not going to see him for the rest of this year. But it's going to be hard to see him next year. And then you got to look at his contract situation. Um, will he resign? Uh, you know what, what will the Browns do? And so it's like, has he played his last his last game as a Cleveland Brown? And that that's a a realistic discussion to be had. And you also want to factor in the fact that coming off an injury like an ACL, will he be the same player? Will he have the same athleticism? Uh, injuries like that, they do take a bite out of your athleticism. So it's going to be um, what probably one of the prevailing storylines next year. And the year after, um, Odell's going to be one to watch to see if he is the same spectacular receiver that's catching these one-handed passes that can outrun most people. Or will there be a decline uh, because of the the injury? Time will tell. um, But for now, I'm thankful that the Browns won because they really needed it. So... Another team that needed a win was Philly. Philly needed a win. They're they're starting to get some kind of momentum there. But again, like I uh, sent out Thursday, it could go either way because both of these teams are sloppy and and wonky and have issues. And it was it was a back and forth contest. And and Philly they he they managed to pull it out. They irked it out, uh, twenty two to twenty one. Uh, Daniel Jones was the talk of the night, um, even though Carson Wentz had two TDs, one interception, 359 yards passing. Uh, Daniel Jones, people people were talking about Daniel. He, he had a solid game, but they're talking about the run. I mean, he took off, and if he just stays on his feet, if he doesn't um, get nervous about who's coming up behind him, then he gets in the end zone. But to me, he's not the only quarterback that has done that in the history of the NFL. There have been other quarterbacks that have tried to run long distances and just couldn't make it for some reason and just retired out. And for quarterbacks, it's just that's not a a familiar um like a familiar position for a quarterback to to just be running um towards the end zone in like a long sprint type of situation out they do condition themselves but I don't think they condition themselves to try and run 92 yards <laughs> toward the end zone I don't think they're doing that and so excuse me yawn it's Tuesday night that's why <laughs> but yeah they're they're not conditioning themselves for that so he just he didn't have enough firepower like uh, in his legs to stay up, but he put them in good position. I mean, and that that's what you want from the quarterback, from a quarterback that recognizes weaknesses in the defense and you pick your spots. 
when you want to run and uh, when it's wise to run and when it's wise to stay in the pocket. And if Daniel hones hones that, if he is able to read situations where, you know what, I'm just going to take off here because I have an alley or or if he can exploit the defense in any way, he's going to change the Giants, uh, the the giant this Giants team around. Um, and if the if his team trusts him to make those decisions, uh, they'll start to see ex- exponential growth as well. But right now, um, it, they really don't have anything much to show uh, from the performance because, again, you know it's resulted in another loss. So the Giants are one and six now. Philly's like two, four, and one. Um, with that division, by no means is Philly out of it, but it's just. It's it's a sloppy record, and to me, they haven't put together a solid uh, game of football yet. And so, uh, there you, there you have it. There now, Detroit they beat Atlanta. Atlanta goes to one and six two. They're tied. They're, they uh, have the same record as the Giants. But the sad part about the the difference between the two is the Giants. The Giants. Um, their team is reflective of that record. The Falcons team is not reflective of that record. And by all rights, they should probably be at least three and three, um, if not have a better record. But they've they've blown so many opportunities to win games. And this game is no different. I mean, it's, I was happy that the lions were able to win this kind of game. Cause generally this is a game that the lions lose, um, because of discipline reasons and whatnot. Um, but the lions were able to pull this one out. Matthew Stafford, uh, showed his skill. He showed his, his, his tenacity and his heart. One thing about Stafford, um, he, I don't think he's the best quarterback in the world, but he's he's consistent. Um, he's one of the the top fifteen quarterbacks in the NFL, um, bona fide, because he he's gonna give you consistent numbers. He's not gonna dominate a game, but he's gonna make a lot of plays uh, to to make the Lions competitive and keep them in the game. Um, Is just but when you when you need him to to uh, in a money on the table situation sometimes he he uh he flames out um but just from a regular game flow uh perspective he's he's going to give you pretty consistent numbers um and so and put you in a position to to at least be in contention to win the game um with Atlanta I mean they just you look at Atlanta they they've got too much talent they've got too many weapons to be one and six, and it's a shame. And they lose this one. Um, it reminds me of uh, of of one of the. I think, I think it was the one of the Super Bowls where uh, the the guy didn't have to run into the end zone, but he did, and that allowed uh, time, you know, more time on the clock. And so it, it's exactly in this situation. It's like the girly. He didn't have to run into the end zone there but he had he couldn't keep he couldn't stop his momentum and so goes in the end zone and that gives the lions time to make something happen and they end up getting down the field and and uh getting the the winning play and so that broke 
all the Atlanta fans' hearts. Like that that broke everybody's heart. And it's a it's a shame. It's like they, they've been giving away these games, just ter- terrible games, uh, all season long. And I think this one this one's gonna hurt too because again, not it's not that that you can't you can't blame the coach anymore because the coach and the GM are gone. So, but they're still doing the same things, and so now you again you do have to look at the players because it, it, they have to be held accountable as well. You they've already held the coaching staff accountable, but with these things continuing to happen. There's tendencies in the players that need to be corrected. Some players, um, they they may have played their last season uh, for the Falcons, especially considering the record. Because if you have all those weapons and you can't get it done, again, somebody's head's going to roll. And it's not just going to – because they've got rid of the coaches first, you're probably going to see some players um, in a different uniform next year as well. Pittsburgh versus Tennessee. That was a great game. I enjoy watching that game. Um, I was I was watching that one uh, rather than a lot of times more than watching the Atlanta Detroit one. Even though that one was was entertaining as well. But this was a matchup of the unbeaten. Somebody's O had to go. Uh, both teams were five and O, and Pittsburgh was coming in into Tennessee riding high off the beatdown they gave my Browns. And Tennessee, they were riding high too, uh, you know, from a, a hard-fought game, um, but a, a great game that, that they played in Week 6 against um, – this was against Houston. This was a shootout. I mean, it went to overtime and everything, but Tennessee pulled it out. And I, I think I forgot about Tennessee a couple of weeks ago, uh, like – for a couple of weeks on the podcast, but I just for all the Tennessee Titan fans, I I I, I haven't forgotten about you. Y'all been playing great football, and for what is worth, I think that the um, the game was there for Tennessee to win it too when they started mounting that comeback because it didn't look good. It looked good for Tennessee for uh, most of that game. But then they started mounting the comeback. Then they started getting drives together. Then they started figuring out how to 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 tip Ben Roethlisberger balls up in the air and intercept them. And they they were able to time it somewhere. They got three interceptions off of Roethlisberger based on that. So and, and they were able to put points on the board and mount a comeback to make this a game. And they frustrated Ben uh, because of that. But near the end, they just they couldn't stop Ben from marching down the field and making some plays uh, when they needed him to, you know, when the Steelers needed him to make some plays. And uh, the defense, they they held up. I mean, Derrick Henry, uh, when he got going, he got going. And, I mean, they were able to move the football a little bit. But the, the main thing was the Tennessee Titan uh, defense kept them uh, from being blown out of this game and actually gave them a, a, a real good chance to win. Um, so, But in the end, the Steelers hold on, and they give the Titans their first loss. And, and so for the Steelers, they are the only unbeaten team in the NFL now uh, at 6-0. and 
and uh, I know it feels good for them. And they they've got bragging rights in uh, the AOC North as well as just the NFL in general. And if they keep up that play, the road to the Super Bowl uh, on the AOC side is going to have to go through Pittsburgh. So that was a great game, back and forth, entertaining, and um, I enjoyed watching that one. The Saints, they beat the Panthers, and uh, that one was that that one was a, a was a good game too. Is I mean New Orleans they always have shootouts. Um, it, you'll never say that. Oh wow, they played a great defensive game. It's always about shooting. You know, out outscoring the other team. Carolina again. I mean they they play hard. Their record's three and four. They're middle of the pack. But when you go when you play Carolina, like you really have to play them. They're not just gonna lay down. Uh, they're not pushovers, and you're gonna have to. To, to play a smart, uh, well-balanced game in order to beat them. Uh, the Saints, I just think they have a little bit more firepower, a little bit more discipline, and uh, that's how they were able to get the win. So a game that a lot of people were talking about was the Washington uh, football team. Uh, just totally destroying the Dallas Cowboys in Washington um, with the score twenty five to three. I mean that Dallas they they look like they didn't have any heart whatsoever. And for it this kind of win to come from uh, the the uh, Washington football team just says something about the abysmal defense uh, that they have. And it's just, and they're still making too many miscues on offense um, now, and they're not protecting the quarterback. I mean, Anthony, I mean Anthony, uh, Andy Dalton. You know, he he had a hard time, and then of course uh, he tries to go in for a slide uh, off a QB run, and gets nailed uh, by Bostic. Uh, that was definitely a late hit, um, and I think defenders probably know better than to to try and and go after a quarterback who's clearly sliding. Like if a quarterback is sliding, then there should there should uh, be a sharp increase of aggression. Uh, you shouldn't be trying to tackle the quarterback because basically you can just tag them at that point. Since they're down, especially if they're making a sliding move, that's not the the cue to attack uh, because most oftentimes when a quarterback slides, they're not defended. Well, they're, they're defenseless. And so you can, you can really hurt somebody. And, and it's a good thing that Dalton wasn't hurt severely. Cause I mean, his helmet came off and he really looked like he got hit by a, a train. So, and, and again, like the, you would think that would fire the Cowboys up a little bit. It did nothing. And so they lose this game 25 to three um, on Twitter. I was saying that, uh, that McCarthy needs to go. I mean, this is not rep- This is not what the Cowboys are. This is not who they are. And this is not how they're supposed to be represented. And somebody's somebody's head's gonna roll for this. Somebody's going down for it. And so even if McCarthy doesn't go, somebody is losing their job over this. Um again, I was saying this should probably be at least a D coordinator because they're not stopping anybody. If you let the Washington football team put twenty five points on your head and you only score three, 
there is a problem somewhere. And they don't get to the bottom of it because they're the Cowboys. They're not going to stay terrible for, for long like uh, other teams. They have options. They have their destination where they can acquire marquee players. They can get the horses that they need. And so unlike a team like Cleveland, even though they've got a good team now, it's not like uh, NFL prospects are clamoring to go to Cleveland. So <laughs> there's that. Now, Green Bay, they I knew that Green Bay was going to beat Houston. I just I knew it because Green Bay is a disciplined football team and Houston is not. Houston has some has some weapons, but uh by and large I knew they didn't have much of a chance against Green Bay and they and they proved it. They got beat 35 to 20. Now, KC, I knew this was another winnable game. Uh, they went into Denver and and put a hurt note on 43 to 16. Everybody was talking about, "Oh, it's snowing. Will will that slow the Chiefs game the Chiefs down uh because of the snow and, and what is it going to do?" And they came out and was like nothing at all and they just ran over Denver. But when you look at the talent discrepancy, Denver shouldn't have a chance against Kansas City because they don't have any real weapons that anybody would be afraid of. Now another shocker, um, and I think I picked the the Patriots for this one uh, was uh, the the Niners. They just beat down the Patriots. When I look at the Niners, I mean, what's fascinating and cool is the fact that they're pretty banged up, but they're able to put up a but they're still able to put up a lot of points. Um, and they're they're playing the competitive teams, but they're they're really making it a game, and and so that that's what you like to see from San Francisco. Like they're they're really playing hard. They're playing competitive. Jimmy G looks like he's getting better. Um, he looks like he's a little little healthier, getting back into his groove. Um, it's still touch and go. You want to be careful, but um, Jimmy G's looking more like Jimmy G. Um, which is a far cry from how he looked um, earlier in the in the in the season. Now, a marquee matchup that was great and produced a big dividend, like and was a shocker, was Arizona uh, beating out Seattle in overtime in Arizona. I picked the Seahawks to win this game because, I mean, again. I think they've got the number one quarterback in the NFL in Russell Wilson, and they they're doing great. Um, they're having a great season. They were six and zero. Oh, no, no, they were five and zero oh coming into this game, but now they are five and one because the Cardinals uh, they refused to lay down. They played with heart, grit, and tenacity, and they found a way to come back and steal a game from the Seahawks. And so that division is another division that's going to be a tough out because you got the Rams, you got the Cardinals, you got uh the like the 49ers, um got the Rams. It, it's it's a loaded uh division, it's a loaded proposition and um whoever comes out of that division has a good chance to win the Super Bowl. Uh, because again, like all those teams are brutal and scary, and they lay hits on you, and they make it hard on you. And so it, it's going to be interesting to see 
uh, what team comes out of the uh, the NFC West. Final game uh, that was going to be well, actually no, not the final game. There are a couple more, um, but the um, the next game was Buffalo, New Jersey. Buffalo. I mean, I knew they were going to win this game. I was surprised that they had that it wasn't a bigger score than what it was. I mean, they only won by eight. Um, it was eighteen to ten. Um, the Jets they're zero and seven now, but I know everybody's talking about oh the Bills, the Bills, the Bills. I mean, yes, they're winning, but a lot of these wins aren't impressive, and it's going to be interesting to see how they play when the playoffs show. And so they've got momentum now, but the question is, can they keep it? Now, another team that has some really good momentum is Tampa Bay. I mean, Brady played stellar. And all this talk about, oh, is he is, is he over the hill? Can he, can he make it happen? The man threw four touchdowns for 369 yards. No interceptions. 33 for 45. I mean, come on now. We, we just need to stop and, and let Tom Brady be great. Let's stop trying to make these arguments and, and hoping that he falls off a cliff. Um, let's appreciate that what he brings to the NFL and the career that he has. Um, we, it's just it's not right. I mean, again, they put up forty five points on the Raiders. <laughs> and they they got destroyed. Um, Derek Carr. I mean, he had an okay game, but compared to Tom Brady, it just doesn't look too hot. And so, I mean, they had some garbage yards at the end, but. Well, so garbage plays, garbage points at the end, but it was a Tom Brady show on Sunday. Now, uh, then the, the the Chargers, I was about to say Clippers, I was fighting, I was fighting against it, but yeah, the Chargers, they beat up on Jacksonville, uh, 39-29, and I don't know what's going on with Jacksonville. They used to be a force, but somehow they lost it. And the final game, of uh the NFL week was the Rams versus the Bears. Rams they were they were in control for most of this game and and the problem with the Bears is again now they're back to this quarterback situation. Um and that's their Achilles heel these past uh 5 to I guess say 8 years per se. It's just that they haven't had quality personnel from a coaching perspective I mean not coaching perspective from a quarterback perspective and it showed I mean you go with Nick Foles or Mitch Trubisky it's it's not um, a good combination and I mean and it's a shame when you look at Nick Foles because the man's got a Super Bowl ring so it's like and he he out Tom Brady and so you would think whoever gets Foles is getting a steal but this is not the case it's like he can't he can't perform for some reason he can't make it happen if there's nothing real or tangible on the line and and that's uh that's not good when it comes to uh, quarterback play because there there is a lot at stake and i mean you put if you put Mitch back in you then you go he's going to do Mitch things so the Bears, once again, uh, they're, I think they're in need of a bona fide uh, quarterback. Again, 
I mean, Colin Kaepernick's available. I don't know why these teams don't just give him a call to see to see where his head's at and try him out and work him out. And they'd be surprised at what they find. Um, but, I mean, for what they're rolling out, I don't know what else they're going to do. I don't know where they're going to go to find some quarterback play, but they got to find it fast. Uh, but the Rams, they look more like themselves uh, this this past game. I've been I've been kind of disappointed in the Rams because I feel like the the games that they won, they didn't show their dominance, and then the games that they lost, they just flat out shouldn't have lost. So that is Week Seven, a uh, great exciting week of action. Now for Week Eight, uh, one game that I'm looking at uh, as exciting is. Uh, the Raiders coming to Cleveland to play the Browns. I think that's going to be a good game, um, but the Browns are really going to have to um, to cover well if they want to beat the Raiders because the Raiders uh, like to bomb it out. I mean, it's, it's been a part of their culture since the 80s and maybe even beyond that, uh, but they're all about the bomb. Like, And defenses are, have a hard time defending it. And so if you're... If you're like the Browns, then you really want to to make sure that your corners and safeties are ready for uh, what the Raiders are going to do. Or because if not, then they're going to have another bomb party. And so that's that. And, and then another game that's going to be a marquee, marquee matchup next week is going to be the Steelers going to Baltimore to face the Ravens. Can they stay unblemished? Unblemished, uh, We're going to find out. And uh, another good game tomorrow. Well, not tomorrow. Uh, week 7 is going to be the Saints. No, no, not the Saints. But it's going to be... Um, yeah, it's going to be Saints-Bears. Now, that's going to be a good game. Uh, because I think um, the Bears can give the Saints... A little bit of a challenge, and the Saints can can fire back at them. So it is going to be a, a good slate of of NFL action, and so I'm I'm looking forward to to watching Week Eight and see what unfolds. And uh, just as a as an update, uh, the Dodgers the Dodgers have won the World Series, and so they they are the second LA team this year to win a championship. And so I know the city of LA is just celebrating. They're happy. Um, you know, they, they got basketball. Now they got baseball, <laughs> but it, and they're, I'm pretty sure their fans would be glad that they took care of business and closed the, the game out. We'll close the series out rather. So that's that. And, um, I'll be right back with a little bit of, a uh, little bit more, sports action from around uh things around uh like the different sports right i couldn't say it my my, my mouth was tongue-tied <laughs> so i'll be right back looking for a one-stop shop for music movies and television that look no further than music time Music Time is a 24-7 live TV and streaming network. They are a platform uh, that also features live music concerts as well as a, a growing movie archive. The TV network features movies, reality TV shows, hip-hop, 
news, documentaries, and more. And so what you want to do is check them out because they're a revolutionary streaming service that really tries to reach out to the global media community. They're only going to get better. They're only going to keep growing. They're going to continue to increase content. So they just started out. Their kickoff was the fall of this year. So join in, sign up, and be a part of one of the biggest growing platforms on the planet, Music Time. Want to sign up? Go to www.ppvmuzictyme.com. It's time for music. Hey, everybody, Damon here. I've written many books, and one is a children's book called Watch Your Temper. We all get angry when things don't go our way, but how we handle it is what really matters. When Brandon and Trick get into a squabble, the dad teaches them an important lesson about what happens when anger goes unchecked. If you want to read this book to your kids, if you want to acquire this book, go to smithbooks77.square.site, pick it up, read it to your little ones, teach them about how to handle anger the right way and not the wrong way. Now, in the MMA world, um, fans are are uh, celebrating the career of uh, Khabib uh, Nurmagomedov. Uh, of course, I know I butchered it, but uh, Khabib he uh, retired with a flawless career. Um, you know, citing that you know he's his mom asked him to retire since his dad has has passed away, and and he obliged and. He has nothing more to prove. I mean, you you fight for twelve years and come out with a with a blemish record, thirty two thirty two years old. Um, I mean, to me, that's that's the way you want to go out. It, he's conquered every. It, you go out with the win. He's he's conquered everyone that he's been in the ring with, and you know he's well deserved. And so that is. Um, that that's a, he has a career that that one can be proud of, and so even though I really don't watch MMA um, like that, um, I know some of the big names in MMA, but I really don't watch it. Uh, but because my I, I enjoy boxing more than MMA, but I want to give him props for a stellar career. And so hey, you know, may the Lord bless him, um, you know, and and his family and. And I hope he's able to move forward with the next thing uh, in his life. So that's that. I want to you know mention that real quick. But now we're going to talk a little bit of WWE because we had the pay-per-view uh, Hell in the Cell that, that happened uh, this past Sunday. Um, a lot of good matches, a lot of um, things that can be um, that can be ushered in. Like for the future, and especially since they're 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 heading uh, towards Survivor Series. Survivor Series is in, of course, in November, and trying to trying to get the stage set for uh, the road to WrestleMania, and um, you know just shaping up to see what the rest of the uh, the WWE the WWE year uh, looks like they're probably about in the the crucial the crucial stretch of things probably in the halfway point of a WWE year. Usually 
the uh, the year starts after WrestleMania. And so and now it's really taking a turn, especially after the draft, to where you can see um, new rivalries coming up. But also you can see seeds of what WrestleMania is going to look like in uh, March or April. So, yeah, but Hell in a Cell, great, great pay-per-view. And um, again, like we I think we all knew that the Roman uh, was going to to beat Jey Uso. But I mean, it was a match. They made it great. They they really came out, played, you know, well, they fought hard against each other. And um, but of course, Roman, he he comes out on top. But man, the emotion, the storytelling, um, the the passion that both guys brought to the match uh, was exciting. But in the end, Roman just went crazy. I mean, and it was scary to watch. But you see his um you see the the potential that he has to be this this destructive force um he's not he's not like the like a braun Strowman where he's just like super big and menacing, but he just has such a level of aggression that he can actually decimate a braun Strowman and and make other people nervous and and have this this other side that just makes everyone scared to be around him. Uh, when he gets an attitude, it's like everybody feels it. He's he's like the lion in the jungle. That's what makes the lion the king. You don't want to mess with the lion. It's like um, even those that are tough. If you know if the lion gets mad, then there's issues. And Roman, when he gets mad, he gets scary. And for a heel i mean that's what you want to see because then you want a uh, a baby face to come along that rises to the occasion rises to the challenge and is not intimidated uh, by the destructive aggression of a guy like roman reigns and so he with him kind of outsmarting his cousin, because like, okay, if I can't get you to quit, if I can't beat you to a pulp to where you quit, maybe I'll attack your brother. Maybe I'll get him to think that I'm on his side, and then I attack him so that you're forced to to quit, not for your sake, but for, so that I won't injure your brother who's already injured. Uh, <laughs> that was brilliant. I mean, that was brilliant. Roman, he just he he played. Jay Uso like a fiddle and got what he wanted. And then at the end, he gets cemented um, by uh, Afa and Sika as truly the head of the table, that he's the breadwinner, uh, that he's the chief of the tribe and and that everyone uh, is following his lead. And so that was that was really powerful to watch. Um, another match that, um, that hurt my heart. I, I hate that Otis lost. I, I hate. I really do. I, I hate that Otis lost. Uh, Cause I like Otis. Otis is cool, and and he's he's hilarious. He's entertaining, and and he's you know he just he's a good dude. He works hard. Um, he he keeps himself in good shape. Always trying to make sure that he's he's up for a match. And he's just got such a great personality. Um, but again, with the Miz, the Miz is the ultimate opportunist, and I know we. Most people hate on the Miz. Um, they can't stand him. But 
he gets the job done. That's the thing about the Miz. He's going to find a way to get the job done. And he was able to, with help from, um, from Tucker, who turned on Otis, to get the win. And my question is, why Tucker? Why? What is the purpose of turning on Otis at that moment? And of course, I mean, he had the interview where he said he's tired of carrying him. But it's it's not about him carrying Otis. Otis was the one that made heavy machinery entertaining and exciting other than that it's it's just two big guys (laughs) that like states that like stakes and weights like otis brought the personality of the group and he was closing those matches i mean the the but the in truth the ceiling for otis is is pretty good it's pretty high it's almost it's almost no ceiling for him i think if he if you use him right he could be a really um like a lower grade version of Dusty Rhodes because of his you know just his personality and his style um but they they just have to continue to keep him they they can't let him lose too much traction because I think Otis does need to be uh in the in the title mix because he he does draw people to him he has a personality and a command where um you know you when you see him come out, you you look forward to it and you want to see what he what he does. But I like the fact that Miz is the Money in the Bank champion uh, now because he's crafty. Like Otis, I think Otis probably wouldn't have cashed it in until there was like he had a noble reason to. Because Otis, I don't think Otis is about the sneak move or trying to uh, to capitalize, and so because of that. That's why Miz went after him because he saw an opportunity um, to to further his career, and he was able to get the job done and and get that briefcase off. And now all the now the uh, the Universal Champion and the WWE Champion have to keep their head on a real swivel now because they didn't have to worry about Otis, but you got to worry about the Miz because the Miz is crafty and sneaky, and he'll figure out he'll figure out some kind of way to try and steal that title. And what's going to be interesting is because of the stuff going on with uh, the fiend and drew McIntyre and Randy Orton, who's the champion now for the 14th time. Congratulations, Randy Orton. We're going to get to you in a minute. Um, It creates a, another dichotomy of this thing. If it is because Randy, he's, he's already got, uh, two issues that he has to deal with. He's got to deal with uh, a very, very frustrated and angry Drew uh, wanting to get his title back. And he's also got to deal with uh, The Fiend, who wants revenge for Randy burning down Bray's house like this, <laughs> like his compound. So there he's got. He's already got two targets on him. And then now you have the Miz who wants to capitalize and and become a two-time WWE um, champion. So with that being said, it's like Randy, he's he's really going to have to be as cunning as a a snake 
to figure out a way to to overcome all of those um, those threats to his title. And so that's going to be interesting. I actually think that could that's probably going to be a um, or it could be a Survivor Series uh, three way match, or maybe even yeah, it will be a three way match. But if that's the case, um, then I think the Miz may be opportunistic and try to take it. So that was that match, and um, I was excited about that. I think the match that uh, probably stole the show was uh, Bailey versus Sasha. I mean, they always have good matches, and it's like whenever they get together, they tear the house down, and it's memorable. And they they have such a great, um, such a great story, such a great feud going on. And so it was it was great for them to to take it to hell in a cell because they have a lot to work out. And Sasha, she she does what she said. She did what she said she was going to do, and she took out Bailey. And I'm I'm happy about it. I mean, you got to give props to Bailey. Bailey had a really great uh, SmackDown Women's Championship run. She's a Grand Slam champion, so much props to Bailey. Um, you can't you you can't ask for a better reign uh, that she made, and and I'm pretty sure that she'll have the title again. But it was good to see Sasha kind of right this right the ship, especially all that Bailey's put her through. Now, I mean, there were other matches too, but I think these these four were the ones that were uh, the most exciting. I mean, Jeff Hardy took out Elias, um, and the Hurt Business they they beat up Retribution, uh, which is which is interesting because I think Retribution um, they have something big planned. It doesn't look like they're a threat right now, but I think there something's gonna going to give in the future um, and retribution is going to become even more dangerous. And then of course, our truth is still your 24 seven champion. So uh, this is a, a lot of exciting, um, you know, intriguing things to look forward to as a wrestling fan. Um, and so I, I, I'm excited to see what WWE is doing. I can't wait to see what happens on SmackDown um, because there are a lot of storylines going on with that that are really cool. And I'm looking to see what the aftermath is uh, with Roman and Jay and, and Jimmy um, and how that's worked out. So really great. Um, I'm definitely a WWE guy, and, uh, but I'm, I'm happy for all, you know, wrestling. Uh, it's like I want everybody to, to succeed. And the last thing I'll say is, they really need to take a break from the hell in the cell matches. Like so so that people when it does come around again, it can just go back to being one match. Uh because we don't need multiple hell in the cell matches. Um but you, you just you need one hell in the cell match to where you can really get the you know, the two parties to resolve their differences and and see some some blood, sweat, and tears, and and again the spectacle off the top. Like I just, it's it's important that they go away from the hell and so well for a while, and then go back to using it for the final way to resolve a grudge because that gave it a mystique. 
especially when they built it when they build it the first time uh first couple of times it's an unforgiving steel structure it's a career shortener and and if and if that is the case it's like it it has to continue to live out that rep that uh reputation and so to me it was best used how it used to be where if somebody said, and if we, we got to settle this and we're going to settle it inside, you know, and then they go from there and it's like, whoa. And then that's when the announcer's like, oh, I can't believe it. Oh, wow, this is crazy. They're going to really going to do this inside the unforgiving cell. Like, and it's one match. And so that that's really what it needs to be. Uh, less is more. Less is more WWE. Well, with that being said, I want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, once again, uh, like, share, subscribe, listen, and uh, just continue to um, to to share with others. Continue to share with others the podcast so that they can listen in and enjoy. And and again, like uh, this is this isn't um, the this isn't a podcast where I'm always just going to be talking about myself. And so eventually going to have other people on to where we can, we can talk sports and, and, and bounce off each other, bounce off ideas in terms of, uh, you know, different teams and, and different schemes and, um, just, just tons of good sports conversation and get some topics in. So I'm looking forward to that. But for right now, I'm just, I'm just thankful for everyone that's listening and I want to say God bless you, God keep you, and have a great week, and enjoy week eight. Take care.